Warning, the following podcast contains explicit language and subjects, is recorded by adults, and is intended for adults. The opinions of those on this podcast are their own opinions and are not reflective of our family, friends, and or employers. If you're easily offended by explicit language and discussions, then stop listening now. Good morning, Vietnam! Are you good? I'm going to make him an awfully camera for you. Here's Johnny. They're here. 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 They're uh, welcome back to Shirley. We didn't just watch that and don't call me Shirley podcast. Um, we took a about two week break because we were getting ready to go on to too many little vacations, so we didn't record for the last two weeks. So we're back. It is Sunday, June third. Stanley Cup finals begin tonight. Yay! But at the same time, no, because we were down to the last two weeks of hockey, babe. Hey, we lasted this long. I mean. Ah, <laughs> uh, no. Vegas plays the Florida Panthers tonight at 6 o'clock our time in Game 1 of the Stanley Cup Final. Super, super happy about that. And this is the second time in, in six years six, that they've been there. Yeah, six years. And uh, so um, really didn't really didn't watch much stuff this, this uh, um, time frame just because the fact that uh, we actually in Vegas to actually see one of the games. It was fantastic. Well, no, you did watch something you hadn't seen before. What's that? Yeah, yeah, ding dong. <laughs> we'll, 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 yeah, we'll, 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 yeah, we'll get into that. Um, yeah, while you made me watch that godforsaken movie, I don't got the foggiest fucking idea. Um, it's yeah, well, we can we can dig into that here in a minute. So, uh, what did you consume, babe? If anything. Well, since I think the last time I watched that uh, jury duty, I think I I don't think I had finished that last time. Okay. Um, I think that was on what Hulu or Prime, one of those. Absolutely fantastic. I mean, how they pulled off one jury guy who thought everything was real. It's, it's a behind the scenes of like a jury panel, and. Yeah, it was fantastic at how they pulled it off um, with all the behind the scenes of capturing what a jury panel is supposed to do. Yet everybody was an actor except for the one guy. It 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 just was amazing. And that final episode actually shows you how they pulled it off uh, with all the cameras, you know, in all the different places. And, and that's where I came into it. And I saw the, all the behind the yeah. end of the shit. She's like, you should watch this. Because like, I already know the outcome now. Why it, in the hell am I going to go back and watch this shit? It doesn't matter. Cause like I said, it, you know, how they pulled it off. I mean, there were several times when, you know, the actors wanted to just, you know, break and bust out laughing. And, well, and there, and there is a name, a big celebrity actor in this one. Everybody else is, you know, just, you know, like, uh, um, standbys or fill in, but they are all actors. But James James Mar- Marsden, who played uh, Cyclops in the the um, X Men X Men movies, and uh, he was also in Superman Returns type of deal. But yeah, he, so he's the actually the main star of this particular 
show. But yeah, I, I saw the ending of it. I don't think I'm going to go back and actually watch the entire thing. Well, you don't like like uh, shows like The Office or Parks and Rec, stuff like that. No, nope, I don't. Yeah, so you, you might not um, really, I guess, be into this type of comedy. Yeah, probably not. Um, as far as me um, watching anything, I just kind of rewatched, you know, a couple of movies that I've seen in the past type of deal. Because A, we were on vacation, and then B, um, just didn't want to get into anything with with the hockey still going on. So once uh, the hockey season gets over with, like I said on a couple episodes ago, I've got I've got the entire season of uh, the new uh, or the reboot of Night Court to watch, and then I got to get into into Tulsa King, and then I'm going to try to finish up watching Yellowstone and 1883 and 1923 and, and go from there. But I'm not a really big, you know, sitcom type person. I think I watch more reruns and, and cooking shows. Did a lot of watch of the cooking shows. I started watching that uh, Gordon Ramsay's new food food star thing. Eh, interesting concept behind that one. So what else you got, babe? Well, we watched that uh, Jennifer Lopez. What was that called? Oh, The Mother? Yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't, I don't think she was cast, you know, the casting was right for that. Uh, I mean, the story was okay. Um, it would, it was by that Misha Green I had mentioned, uh, she did, she was behind the, uh, Watchmen. Yeah. Or no, um, not Watchmen, um, Love Country, uh, Lovecraft Country on, uh, HBO. And uh, which was a fantastic show. Um, why it didn't get a second season, uh, who knows? But that's HBO for you. Um, speaking of HBO, um, they've switched over to Max now, and they've added a lot of the Discovery Network type affiliated channels. So I mean, you got a lot more cooking shows on there. So they've added like TLC and Food Network and stuff like that. So if you if you don't have HBO Max and um, you like all that kind of shit. It's it's definitely all on there now. So <laughs> I thought it was interesting that uh, I did get an email from AT and T verifying. Did, the, the, yeah, that and the text <laughs> message said, "Hey, go ahead and, and do this." Yeah, crap. <laughs> so, but um, yeah, but we we did get a chance to go to to, to Game Five, the Stanley Cup Finals, to so actually watch that in person. Um, we were hoping that uh, we could have ended it there in in Vegas, you know, and. And not have to go take a return trip back to to Dallas, but that didn't happen. But uh, while we were in Vegas, we had a, a chance to uh, go to was it G- Giardo's? The pizza place. The, the pizza place. Uh, is that was that a, what it was called? Giardo's. G- yeah, Giardo's or something like that. But anywho, it's a it's like a Chicago deep style pizza, and there's a podcast that Angie listens to, and and the, the host is always talking about this place, and so we decided to to go to give it a try and and so while we're waiting there for the 45 minute wait time for this this deep dish pizza which is was well worth the wait we didn't know that it was going to take that long but we had nothing planned for that that afternoon so we waited but we're watching the uh the university of utah or the women's softball women's softball and the youth were playing that that night but we were watching i want to say it was oklahoma and, and clemson or something like that and I made a comment to Ange because she used to play the softball back in the day. And it's like, how in the hell do they throw that ball so hard underhand? And you would think that the way that they do that, that it, it would tear a rotator cuff more so than, you know, throw an overhand. 
But I tell you what, those those ladies, um, they, they they got some, they got some they got some skills doing that shit. I mean, that was a lot of fun watching that those games, and, and so we got we got. Uh, Unfortunately, the Utes got kicked out yesterday. Yeah, right? they got they had to play a double double games yesterday because of a weather delay, and they they lost to Washington in the game one, and they got their asses handed to them and by uh, Oklahoma State. So unfortunately, their their trip to the College World Series for softball is is done, which sucks. But uh, if you ever go to Vegas and you want some, you know, some deep dish pizza, uh, definitely go to that place. It was a lot of fun. And then uh, we went to another uh, another restaurant down there called Lazy Dogs. And uh, man, I had this uh, buffalo meatloaf that was wrapped in bacon. Oh my dear God, that shit was amazing. And then, of course, those of you who follow me on Facebook, you know, you you saw the. The picture of the, the the donut from the the donut shop there called Pink Box, who has a sense of humor. It was a it was a it was a poo donut. The poo emoji. The poo emoji donut. You know you you gotta appreciate anybody who you know has a, a sense of humor. So they we ordered one of them, and they put it in a paper bag, and then Angie tacks onto the joke is like, "Here's your bag of shit." <laughs> I was like, "Oh, that's so true." It would have been better if it would have been a brown bag, but you know it, it worked. So, but that's just a quick recap recap of of Vegas and what we watched down there. So, all right. So, because we were on vacation, I I didn't really look too much for um, news headline type of deals. But there there was a few things that that I have found um, during that during the absence. You know, not not a whole lot. But the first one, uh, more so music. But she was also in Hollywood. We lost a big one with Tina Turner passed away while we were while we were gone you know that's that that's that's a big big loss yeah she i mean she was pretty much retired so um. i know and she gave up her american citizens citizenship and moved to switzerland i believe is what i heard i have to confirm that on a later time frame but yeah you know mad max and and was it thunder thunderdome is the one that she she did yeah she was in that third one yeah um then i did hear that harrison ford is is joining the uh the mcu he's actually going to replace william holt in the new uh, captain america movie that's coming out i uh, don't know how much they're gonna be able to work on it with a rider strike type of a deal because um and then i guess they're gonna have another spinoff for fast and the furious the rock is getting yet another Hobbs movie. It's not going to be a sequel to the Hobbs and Shaw. It's another standalone movie. And I was reading. I guess the the two the two of them, him and Vin, uh, Vin Diesel, have have kind of set aside their their little feud that they got going on. And then I was a big fan of the ranch. Stephen got me hooked on the ranch with Ashton Kutcher. Ashton Kutcher. I guess Danny Masterson did get convicted of his rape. <laughs> so. Um, Goodbye. Yeah, he's he's looking at twenty five to life. And uh, on our last episode, I asked the question: How old is it too old to become a parent? Because at that time of the recording, Bobby De Niro, Bob De Niro, Robert De Niro, however you want to call him, just had a baby with his girlfriend, fiance, wife, whoever she is, partner, at seventy nine years old. Well, his pal Al Pacino has decided to to top him. I guess his uh, his girlfriend. Well, how old is he? He's eighty three, and she's eight eight and a half months pregnant. So she's gonna be popping out that baby at any time. Again, how old is too old to be having kids? You know, 
7093 and and what's funny was when i saw this story and heard about this story later that night i was you know got home from work watching the news and entertainment uh, tonight comes on afterwards and they were talking about this particular story and then they started showing all these other people who had uh, more so guys who had babies late in life like mick jagger and stuff like that and it's just like god damn yeah so i I, there's got to be an age limit you would think and then I know because of you watching that Yellow Jacket show, I just saw this morning that uh, their their boss has confirmed there's going to be a bonus episode, whatever that's supposed to mean. Like a like a Doctor Who Christmas special. <laughs> I don't know. Let's see if I have it still here. <laughs> that's that's yeah. what comes to mind when you say bonus episode. Yeah. So on Entertainment uh, Weekly's website right here it says Yellow Jacket's boss confirms that there will be a bonus episode. Huh. The extra hour will be reportedly aired between seasons two and three. And just. If you want to read the article, you can, but it just says it will be a bonus one epi- between episodes or between seasons uh, two and three. So, did you did you catch any interesting little tidbits of news, Ben? Uh, not really. I wasn't really uh, paying attention while we were on vacation. I mean, yeah, like I said, I wasn't either, and so just a couple of little quick stories that uh, that I had found. Is it six o'clock yet? I'm ready for hockey. I am ready for hockey. <laughs> Here's a little list. All right. So last time we got together, we decided that uh, our our topic this time is going to be summer blockbusters because all the we're now into that time of year where uh, the blockbusters are coming out. We've had so far we've had um, Guardians come out. Um, we've had Fast X come out. While we were on vacation, Little Mermaid has come out. So we decided to do our, our top 10 um, summer blockbusters of all time. Now, when I did my list, I kind of did them in my favorite order, but I didn't type of deal. Because as as a lot of my people who listen to the show, my friends and family know that I'm a diehard Star Wars fan. Diehard. The room that we record in is, is my Star Wars man cave. And... Uh, but three of the movies on my list are Star Wars movies, but I didn't put them as the top top three, if that makes sense, uh, or you know one, two, three. Um, so if if you have them in in order, baby, you can. If you if you don't, that's all right. I just did the top ten, so I'm gonna let you go first this time. Okay, just the list. Just the list. All right. Well, I start off with a tie. You start off with a what? <laughs> a tie. A tie. Because <laughs> you'll understand why. Now, again, the stipulation for this was they had to come out between May 1st and August 31st. Yes, and I do have things that were disqualified, like Toy Story, the original, which was out in November of 95, and the big one, Endgame, which I think is still the number one movie overall, I think. I'm not, I'd have to recheck that. But that actually came out on April 26th yeah. of 2019. So those are the big ones that are disqualified. Um, so yeah, so everything else, yeah, I double checked and everything. But number 10, we have, okay, so we have the original Top Gun 1986 and the, the sequel, Top Gun 2022. Um, the original at the time made about three hundred and fifty million. Um, both both of these came out in May of their years, um, and then the that new one. I mean, it's up to one point five billion. Yeah, the biggest uh, movie that Tom Cruise has ever done. Yeah, so that that's why that those are tied for me. Um, because I mean, I was a fan of the original. 
Uh, I remember going to see it like, you know, several times. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So that's why I put those at number 10 or, you know, tied. Yeah. Um, so then uh, we go. So I and actually, I think that 2022. Yeah, that was actually the. The most recent movie I have in my list, the top, the new top, newer Top Gun. Really? Yeah. So. I do uh, not. You do not what? I don't have Top Gun on my list. Really? Either one? Either one of them. <laughs> and as you can, I'll just kind of show you right here. I have a list of. of oh, you don't even want to see lists. Yeah, no, 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 no. Think it's because forwards I, and backwards oh, yeah. here. Yeah, so I I have lists and I had and I had to go through this and it's like really blah blah blah. So these ones, some of them are you know obviously going to be honorable honorable mentions, but uh, yeah. So yeah, I don't I don't have either one of the top guns. And don't get me wrong, I liked them. I really liked the second one, even though we uh, we watched it with your dad while we were down there on vacation. He's like, I think I liked the first one better. And did he say that? Yeah, he did. He said he, he really at first because you hadn't came out yet when we had um, started it, and uh, uh, when we first started, like I want to say probably like the first half hour. So I was like, "This is really boring." <laughs> I was like, "It gets better." I I mean I I don't remember him you know being a fan of that one, but anyways, okay, back to uh, the list number nine. I have a certain movie which. Knock on wood, cross fingers, everything that we're going to meet the cast here in a couple months. It is Back to the Future, nineteen eighty-five. Uh, at the time, it, this was a Fourth of July weekend movie release. It made three hundred eighty-three million uh, total, and this is one that is close to my heart because the uh, uh, outdoor mall scenes where they're, you know. Uh, taking off in the car. Those are actually filmed at my mall the that DeLorean. I grew up. Uh, the Pointy Hills Mall. <laughs> yes. The DeLorean. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, so, um, I, I mean, I was so young, what, like 11 or something like that. So I was never able to go down because they did most of the filming at night, obviously. Yeah. But I knew people who had gone down, you know, just the surrounding areas because they had everything blocked off at the time. Um, but yeah, so that's kind of my little, <laughs> my little, uh, piece of, uh, of history. You know, I've, I, that was my mall. <laughs> okay. So now we've got number eight for me. Uh, we jumped to 1996 and that would be Twister, which we've talked about. They're making the sequel finally. Uh, this made about 500 million, which I don't. I don't believe was the top of that year. I'd have to double check, but um, I love this movie. I mean, food. Yes, food. Yes. Okay. Okay. Number seven, we have. Uh, this is um, a more recent one um, from this century. Mad Max Fury Road, <laughs> twenty fifteen. I think this is actually my. F- favorite movie to see in the theater because i think i've seen this like five or six times okay i i I want you to to explain the in this century remark well no i think we had talked about it with with your music my movies don't all have to be the same situation i watch everything as far as as movies is concerned in in this century past centuries future centuries not 
Um, I watch everything in movies. Music has a different ball game. There's just something about about my taste in music. I prefer to listen to that older stuff versus the shit that's out there now. Sorry, movies is a different ball game. So carry forward. Uh, okay. Um... But that's another one I don't have on my list. Oh, okay. And and did I say that it made about four hundred million? Now you did. Okay. So now we jump to I believe it should be number six. Number six, but no, I think this well, other than maybe Top Gun, this might be the next biggest money uh, maker. Um The Avengers, twenty twelve. This is at the one point five billion mark also. Uh, and I just love this movie because it brought all the characters from all the you know separate movies together. It was, I mean, I know they had this idea going forward, uh, the Marvel universe, and it they pulled it off. I mean, it was amazing. It was it was a fun movie, not on my list. So far, anything? There's two. There's two. Okay. All right, number five, we have. A animated film. I think we I talked about this in the no, it was the sequel or the prequel. This is the original Lion King, uh, Disney, nineteen ninety one. Um, this is in the nine hundred and sixty million dollar range, not quite a billion, but um, this is the classic animation style still. And what I loved is uh, just how like. Uh, like I mean, like later on, the Pixar movie is basically um, Seven Samurai, right? Mm. <laughs> or remake. This is basically a Hamlet remake, yeah. you know, <laughs> the storyline. Um, so yeah, that's uh, yeah, that's the only animated one I have on here. The only reason why I did not put that one on my list is because we were working together at Toys R Us at the time frame, and happened to hear <laughs> yeah, those Elton John Elton songs. John's <laughs> <laughs> over and, and over, over and over, over again. I don't like those songs yeah. because it was on a loop. Is it, it was "Can You Feel Love Tonight" and uh, there was the other one, um, Akuna Matata. No, no, it may have the Circle just, of Life. Yeah. Oh yeah, those. Two. So those two. Which is interesting because "Can You Feel the Love" I believe won the Oscar when it should have been the other way around because the yeah. other song is way be- much you know more better. I th- you know. Yeah, but yeah, it was just it was really repetitive it's like every other song on their their in-house loop was just that either one of those two songs and that's part of the reason why i did not put that one on my list good movie though mufasa mufasa um and no i have not seen the cgi remake the live action what's the point <laughs> it's not live action it's all <laughs> yeah the live version it's not animated yeah. it is it's, it's computer animated yeah Okay, so now we are up to number four. Number four. We have a movie that I loved at the time. I think it's kind of dropped off. Okay, these are supposed to be your top over ten. Over the years. These are, for me, blockbusters. Like, I'm like thinking of when it, they came out, you know. Okay. So, um, this is Independence Day, 1996. You hated that movie. Not when it first came out. Yes, you sure in the hell did. You were disappointed as fuck with that movie. I was... I was because everybody was expecting more of the to see the aliens. Yeah, you were one of them. Well, I mean, it but it was it was a good summer blockbuster movie. That's you know the category that you wanted. 
this made uh, over 800 million. And another Fourth of July type uh, movie, obviously. Uh, and then we go to another Will Smith movie, number three, a much better movie over time, 1997's Men in Black. That's an honorable mention. Okay, well, um, this is um, over 500 million, so. I have it just under 600. Okay, just under six. Yeah, some of these lists, they they have different amounts. Oh, so, yeah. You know, they vary. Uh, but yeah, these are all definitely, you know, money makers. Okay, so now our my number, uh, or my top two, like I said, I, I know Mad Max was my favorite to actually see in the theater. Um, these two, I think, they're they're definitely good rewatches over time. Um, we've got 1991 Terminator 2 T2. Uh, this made over 500 million. I want to say it's one of the best sequels. Yes, I'll, ever made. I'll I mean, that one. yeah, because it just amped up all the action, and you know, um, the storyline, you know, continued from the first Terminator, um, and and yeah, great movie. So now my number one of all time, and has a soundtrack soundtrack that um, is part of the reason is 1993's Jurassic Park. $1.1 billion so far. I mean, I know that it's had several re-releases, you know, and stuff. But, uh, yeah, that original, I think I saw that movie, like, at least five times in the theater. I mean, it. I know it's a based... I, I read the book, the Michael Crichton book, the original. So it's based on the on the book, but it's not really the same as in the book. Those who've read the book know, um, but as the movie, you know, they 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 did a great job of um, ex- of of build, I guess, world building. You know, for a starting movie. I don't know if they had sequels in mind. There was obviously a sequel to the book, mm-hmm. The Lost World, um, but I don't know if Steven Spielberg, you know, had it in mind to make sequels and stuff. You know. Well, Lost World sucked. Well, like I said, the books are so much different. Yeah. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> but uh, yeah, that's my number one. So. All right. So if you're if you're eleven. <laughs> well, like but, I said, the, yeah. the, the last they're basically the same. You know. <laughs> so uh, so if you're eleven, we only have three of them that are the same. Okay. That that made the list. And you double checked your dates and stuff, right? I, I have them all written down right here. Okay. So, for me, like I said, this is in no particular order, but kind of it is. So, for number 10, um, I have Twister as well. Bill Paxton, Helen Hunt, fantastic cast. It was a lot of fun. Carrie Yules, love I'm it. excited to see the sequel. I mean, I you know, to see what they do with it. Yeah. Um, it, it. It shouldn't have taken this long. Right. But, you know. Well, as they always say, Hollywood has run out of ideas, so. Well, and then, plus, you know, several of the cast members have died, you know. So. Only two of them that matter. I think, well, I <laughs> that, mean. That matter. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, so for number nine for me, I have Jurassic Park. Okay. So those, those right off the bat. So um, for me at number eight, came out June 8th of 1984. It made only $296 million, but considering that time frame, 
all-star cast, Bill Murray, Dan Aykroyd, Harold Ramis, and Ernie Hudson, Sigourney Weaver, Rick Moranis, the Ghostbusters. Love that movie. Okay, yeah. What did you have it as? I have it at number eight. No, 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 money-wise. Uh, $296 million. Yeah, for 84, yeah. yeah. Cats and dogs living together, mass hysteria. Yeah, you know. I had that as one of my <laughs> written, you know, yeah. my other lists. It's on your list. Yeah. So. All right, and so number seven is the third one that we shared together, and that is the Back to the Future. Okay. I love that movie. Now we get into six movies that aren't on your top list 10. at all. So number six for me came out June twentieth, nineteen seventy-five. Made. According to the list that I used, um, made about $471 million. Uh, Richard Dreyfus, Robert Shaw, Roy Schneider. The the classic Jaws. The only Jaws, because the rest of them, not good. Yes, they carry on with the with the family in the movies. You know, like three. <laughs> 3D? 3D? No. Yeah. no. I love that. No. Now, now, that was a fun movie to go to the theater to see. Yeah, with uh, Dennis Quaid. No, 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 no. Leah Thompson was in that one. So uh, if we have a chance to actually talk to her, I was like, I do have any regrets doing Jaws 3. (laughs) (laughs) That would be an interesting thing to bring up, yes. So um, Now, my next three are all from the same franchise. What? (sighs) Like I said... You you would think that they, I would have put them in you know one two and three, but they're not. They're they are back to back. Okay, wait, hang on. See, my stipulation for my list was something that I had to have gone to see. Did you see Jaws at the theater? You were too. I was six months old <laughs> yeah. when when, uh, when Jaws came. Because I did have that on my uh, like I said on one of my lists. I can't tell you how many times I have seen Jaws in my life, though. That's the thing. I have watched it. Numerous times, over yes. and over and over yeah. and over and over I sh- again. Yeah, I should have. I should have stated that before. It. These were movies that I actually went to see. Like I said, I've seen mo- some of them multiple times. Yeah, and I did have Jaws, but I didn't. If I did, we didn't. See put, it, we didn't put that stipulation that we had to see I it mean, in theater. We said of all I was time, three years, two years old. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't, you know, recall it. All right. So for number five for me is Return of the Jedi. Came out May twenty fifth of nineteen eighty three. Made three hundred and eighty six million dollars. I almost put that on my list because I do remember all the you know excitement and everything, mm-hmm. all the you know entertainment shows, all the behind the scenes at the time. Um, but I yeah, I did not make my final list. So yeah, so number five came in, and because I'm old school, it's Star Wars, not Star Wars: A New Hope. It's Star Wars. That one came out on May 25th of 1977, and that one, I have it listed at $775 million. And like I asked before, you remember seeing this? Yeah, I was two when that one came out, yeah. so yes, I've seen that one. Um, my number three, which even to this day is still, in my opinion, the best Star Wars movie of all time, um, from May 21st of 1980, The Empire Strikes Back, and that one did... $547 million. So I got all three of the Star Wars ones right there in, in, in the middle. Now, for number two, I actually have a tie myself. Oh, okay, but higher up. Yeah. Um, so for the first one, came out July 15th of 1988. And the thing is, it only it didn't do a whole lot of money. That's what's kind of surprising. On my list, I had it at $141 million. And it stars Bruce Willis, Die Hard. Yeah. Shocking that it, it didn't. 
it, but yeah. as, as time has gone on, it's it's became a cult classic. Yeah, I remember when this came out, and I mean, it got good like popcorn reviews, but mm. the you know critical, yeah, it didn't it you know didn't do anything. And at the time, yeah, it it, it wasn't considered a flop, but they were hoping for more. more. Yeah, but yeah, so it came out in the uh, the summer as a summer blockbuster, but it is also a Christmas, a Christmas movie. movie. And Christmas does not start until Hans Gruber falls off the Nakatomi Tower. Yes. And I've got, there's an advent calendar, which I've got to get for that, by the way. <laughs> and coming in uh, tied with that one is, a, is one of your ones, Terminator 2. That That's that's a tie? Yeah, it's a tie with that one. Okay. Now, number one came in for me. made about $483 million. Tom Hanks. Tom Sizemore. Um, those are the main two, but you had a bunch of other cast members in there. You had Paul Giamatti in there. You had Ted Danson in there. You had uh, Barry Pepper in there. You had Vin Diesel in there. Epic, epic World War II movie, Saving Private Ryan. I did not have that on any of my lists. Really? I, I remember because I was working at Suncoast at the time before we moved up here, and I had I had a lot of customers come in um, to... You know, they say they want to see it, but they they got really grossed out because the the beat sequence and stuff like that with all the guts blown out. But there was another movie people were really talking about that time frame um, because of that movie. But I don't I really don't think it was a, a blockbuster. I have to double check the date here really quick. Quick here, um, but it it was with Dennis Quaid again, and that was Frequency. Oh, uh, I mean, I wouldn't consider that a I know summer I, like blockbuster. I know. I'm movie. trying to see when it came out. Um, no, just because it was getting word of mouth because people were getting sick from Saving Private Ryan. I'm just trying to remember. I had a bit of a different movie than I was thinking of, but yeah, Frequency was was a, I could swear was the one, but uh, that's that's a fantastic movie itself. But yeah, so those are my those are my uh, my top ten. A um, bunch of other honorable mentions on here. You got Raiders of the Lost Ark, um, Superman Two, The Rock, Temple of Doom, Ferris Bueller, Gladiator, Men in Black, Die Hard with a Vengeance, Boys in the Hood. A League of Their Own, Ratatouille, uh, Indiana Jones and Last Crusade, Who Framed Roger Rabbit, Apollo 13, Truman Show, and Glorious Bastards. So those are the ones I had on, on my list for honorable mentions. Um, I had, I already mentioned the disqualified ones. Um, so yeah, I had, like, you know, you had Ghostbusters, Return of the Jedi. I had Gladiator. Uh, 2000. Yeah. It made almost 500 million, and it was a big movie that year. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, definitely an Oscar win. You know, it won multiple Oscars. Um, but like I said, I did have that other stipulation of movies that I just don't remember seeing, or I was too young. So there was Jaws, 1975. Uh, the Alien sequel, Aliens. 1986. I was too young to see it, and and I was, you know, rated R movies and my family did not go. <laughs> so I was not allowed to go see that. Um, yeah, so. And, uh, that's, oh, Wizard of Oz, 1939. Um, this was a summer movie, August 25th. It made, at the time, $26 million. But like I said, it was 1939. Yeah, yeah. The equivalent today would have been five hundred and forty million. Wow! Yeah, so uh, those are my yeah. Your, you your know. honorable mentions. Yeah. Well, movies I had you know, I wasn't around or I wasn't allowed or whatever to see at the theater. Yeah. 
Alrighty, so now it's time to review our movies. So last time that we got together, um, our, our picks were Angie drew out a G in an animated cartoon. That was for you. For me, and it had to be between 1990 and 2000. And for the game with the subcategory, it must contain something to do with the courts, whether it be a courtroom or what the case may be. And so I chose the animated film Ghost in the Shell. I want to say, I didn't write down the date. I want to say it was from 1995. Literally, this is a Japanese anime cartoon. Not normally my, my cup of tea. I, I, I remember watching some anime stuff when I was younger. And I didn't, because again, we watched this while we were on vacation. So I didn't take copious amounts of notes. This was on Amazon Prime. All I'm going to say about this one was it was fantastic. Um, it was it was at, it wasn't dubbed or anything like that. It actually, had English English acting with. It. I believe there was a dubbed version of it. No, we watched. Did, the did we watch the dubbed version? Because it seemed pretty good for for dubbed a dubbed means the English. You know. Yeah, yeah. I, like I said, I didn't. I I dropped the ball on this one because we did this while we were on vacation, so I didn't do a lot of extra digging into this one. Uh, I'm giving this one three and a half pucks. It, if it's yeah, it was it was it was great. Yeah, this movie is uh, one I had actually seen years and years ago, because um, you know I, I wanted to you know branch out to watch certain anime films, and this is, I mean, you check any list of top anime films throughout the years, and it's usually in in most top twenty lists. Yeah. IMDb has it at twenty, Rotten Tomatoes has it at number twelve. I know um, that when I was working at Suncoast. We would sell out of this thing all yeah. the time. So um, this is one of the uh, classic um, crossover acts for American audiences, definitely. Yeah, it, it was fantastic. Um, However, it did not contain any courts. There was talking about, you know, some government-type stuff that could have potentially led to court scenes, but it didn't. So I don't get any points for, for this particular movie. Um, well, I mean, yeah, there were no court scenes. Um I mean, it has to do with things. Well, we're we're on a kind of a time constraint for this particular episode, so you don't have to worry about it. But go 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 check it out. If it, it's 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 worth a watch, it's worth a watch. But you have to say what it's about. You can't just. I mean, okay. So, um, in the year twenty twenty nine, thanks to technological advancements, a human body, and even its brain, can be can now be fixed by cybernetic parts. The only differentiating factor between people and mindless cyborgs is the possession of a ghost or consciousness within cybernetic shells. Major Motoko Kusanagi is an assault team leader of Section 9, a group dealing with public security issues. The team stumbles upon a case when the foreign minister's translator is ghost-hacked by the elusive international terrorist, terrorist known as the Puppet Master. Sh Section 9 begins the hunt after the Puppet Master, in the course of which they discover a top-secret government conspiracy. So, yeah, this has all kinds of political intrigue, uh, corrupt governments, you know, and such. Um, but the style, I mean, it's definitely... Uh, a precursor to things such as the matrix um avatars i mean even um the um who did the matrix um the 
the Wachowski brothers then, now sisters, uh, they've listed this movie as a major influence. Uh, Cameron, same with Avatar. Um, Even the Oscar winner this year, Everything, Everywhere, All at Once, Uh, the two Daniels, the directors, they've listed, you know, several of these type of movies um, uh, as major influences. And you see it all throughout, you know, these movies. Yeah, like I said, it, it, it was it was fantastic. Not my I'm not a big anime fan, but this this was this was great. This was great. Yeah. And and I do have, you know, one thing to say about, you know, all the nudity. Everybody always, you know, gives shit about for anime stuff like this. What, you know, if you read throughout history, um, how do I put this? The Japanese culture is considered more like, you know, buttoned down, right? So when these makers, because this film, this specific film is based off of manga, right? Mangas, in those, there's a lot of, you know, sexuality and nudity and stuff. Um, the filmmakers, what they wanted to do. And it's not full-fledged porn, uh, which is a thing. Well, it's no, that's, close. that's, that's close. that uh, uh, tentacle yeah, it's, it's, <laughs> anime. That's a little bit further down. It's close. But um, what they've, what you know, most of them will all state is that. They're giving the women, you know, they're empowering females. And so that's why in in their drawings and stuff, you know, it's expressed through, you know, mostly their, you know, breasts or, you know, whatever, you know. So, uh, you know, that, I, that most people will be put off by that. But um, if you can get past it, you know, it it's just a female body, you know. So. <laughs> All right. So what did you rate it? Oh, this is a four star You're giving or a four, four pucks. pucks. Yeah, um, yeah. Like I said, it's a classic. It's it's definitely a good entryway uh, film into anime. Um, so if yeah, you know you can find a, you know like Cowboy Bebop or you know some of the other ones. Um, this is definitely something that, like I said, if you can get past <laughs> all the nudity and you know you you will find other movies in this uh, uh, likability, I guess. Okay. All right, so for you, I drew out the letter I, and it needed to be a drama movie um, from 2010 to 2020. But then you got your your subcategory, which had to be in the National Film Registry. And because of that, they have to um, be out for X amount of time frame. So I decided to... Or we decided to say, if you could find one that was inducted in between that time frame, then that would count. And you found one. And what did you find? Yeah, this is... So this was inducted into the National Film Registry in 2018. Okay. But this is actually a black and white film from 1935, The Informer. And I may say, and I, I told Angie while we were watching this, this might be the oldest movie that I think I've ever seen. Yeah, but I mean, remember, you know, Wizard of Oz we, yeah, we was 39, talk, so yeah. it's not too, you know, different, for, you know, yeah. many years. Um, but yeah, this is definitely one of your standard old black and white films. Um, the director was John Ford. So classic director. Uh, this movie actually won four Academy Awards. It won... Director, uh, best actor for Victor McLachlan. However you say the name. Yeah. Uh, Won best screenplay and best music for Max Steiner. 
Yeah. She, so for us people now, we will not, unless you were a diehard film critic, historians, you are not going to know any of these actors in this movie. I know, I didn't know any of them, not a single one. Yeah, these are, yeah, way, I mean, before like, you know, what, um, Marlena Dietrich. Yeah, and, I think it's, it's, I, I, I kind of looked up that the Victor guy. I, I know he did he did some movies with like John Wayne and stuff like that. But I, even then, I'm trying to think of the John movies, John Wayne movies that I'd watch in that time frame, and I don't even recognize him. So it's just one of those things. But yeah, you're you're not going to know these people in this movie, and like like I said, unless you're a a true historian of film, and you know you thrive on on those old 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 school movies. Um, so yeah, so don't go in there expecting you're going to know any of the people in here because you're probably not. Yeah, and so uh, that brings us to synopsis. Oh, okay, so this movie takes place in Dublin in 1922. Um, the main character, Jippo Nolan, has been kicked out of the outlaw Irish Republican Army for not killing a black and tan. Who I'm, I'm guessing it was basically the cops, the the, you know... The local, you know, um, uh, security, you know, um, police force, whatever. Um, so, yeah. So, he didn't kill him. Uh, he becomes angry when he sees his girlfriend, Katie Madden, who was like a prostitute. Um, and uh, and he, she's trying to, you know, make money. And, you know, he doesn't like to see that. So, you know, he... He says um, that, or or he makes a vow, I guess, to to make some kind of money to send her to America because that's what were, she wanted. It to was do. like ten ten pounds or something like that. Tw- uh, yeah, something like it that. It was like ten pounds to to take yeah, a boat. Yeah, which to... I, I read somewhere. I think one. I want to say it was like around eighty dollars, or I, it was some weird. It was some weird uh, equivalent. You know, I can't I can't remember exactly what it was. Um, anyway, so he goes, he rats out his friend who was, um, uh, the one. He was wanted. Or, yeah, he was wanted. And, uh, so he goes to the police and tells him, you know, you know, that the other guy was the one who did the murder. And, uh, uh, so he gets the reward money. You know, and then ends up going on a spending spree. I wouldn't call it a spending spree. I'd call it on a drinking binge. Yeah, that too. Which I have some behind the scenes interesting facts. Um, so he ends up spending most of his money in the end. On booze. Gives gives his girlfriend at least the money so she can make her trip. And then um, through whatever divine province or whatever, he ends up, you know, confessing what he did you know because uh because the cops ended up killing his friend you know and uh yeah it's one of those where the guy does all these bad things and then in the end confesses and so he's supposed to be forgiven i i mean yeah (laughs) but um anyways as far as like the behind the scenes stuff how drunk he was the director actually wanted him to be more methody you know so he would actually the night before his scenes like have him go like on a bender and get mm-hmm. drunk and then you know have him have early calls in the morning 
and you know he was basically you know half out of it you know doing his scenes you know so yeah that's one of the early i guess method actors you know around. Uh, not by choice though you know the director yeah. was really doing this to him this um I, I the as far as like any research movie wise or anything that i did uh, this is actually a remake of a British film from 1929. Um, same, same idea, everything. Although in that version, they kind of didn't um, keep the politics because of the IRA um, in it. Um, but it's actually mostly, because uh, it's 1929, it's mostly a silent film. But um, it's, it's actually one of the uh, first British films um, to, you know, have any kind of, um, I guess, a soundtrack, you know, like a music score to it. Uh, and then I also, uh, uh, for a uh, few years after the the American version, uh, which I can't, I can't pinpoint the year. It's somewhere between 1944 and 1955. There was an NBC radio play that they did, and the the actor he reprised his role. And so you can actually go onto YouTube and listen to the radio play, and and he's it's the same character, you know. He he just you know transfers it over to audio, mm. and it, it's a shortened version. So I think it's only like maybe fifty to maybe an hour um, long, but um, it's it's the same story, and uh, and that was actually really interesting to listen to. Um, you know him reprise that role. Yeah, this this is a. I mean, it's in it's in the film registry for a reason. This is a four puck movie. Um, if you you know, if you can handle you know old black and white you know films, um, the score by Max Steiner um, is definitely one of his classic scores. He did throughout. I mean, he's done for RKO Pictures, which this was. Um, he uh he he did over 300 films he's he's one of the more prolific uh composers of the time he was basically the john williams back then um uh he over the years he won three academy awards um and he was nominated for 24 and some of the other movies that he's known for are king kong the original casablanca and gone with the wind um, I don't think any of those particular he won the Academy Award for, but those are well-known, you know, yeah. uh, scores that people know in the music from. And then also to tie it into where we are in Utah, this um, this score was actually one of the first inducted into um, the BYU, what is it called? The BYU Film, film um, and Score Industry? The BYU young, uh, the BYU Film Music Archives and Preservation, the BYU Film Music Archives and the Preservation of America's Film Music Heritage. Um, they actually have an excellent archive of these old black and white film scores. They have original um, pencil hand, you know, written uh, scores and stuff. 
so I thought that was actually interesting to find out, you know, here just in, in Utah, uh, such a thing exists. I didn't realize they had um, such a collection, you know, which is interesting. Yeah, so on this one, I'm giving this one three and a half. Yeah, it, it was a lot of fun. The the guy. Victor? Victor. Like, the actor. There's just, there was something about his, his character and his charisma with this thing, you know, playing a drunk. And I guess he was a, an old boxer in, in, in real life. life. Yeah. Um, type of a deal. But yeah, this, this was, this was a lot of fun. Again, if, if you, this was on Prime, if I remember correctly, you, we had to rent this one. Yeah. It was on Amazon Prime. It was Prime. just a couple bucks. Yeah, it was like $2.50. Um, it was fun. It was, it was, it was enjoyable. Um. I was I wasn't expecting it, you know, but uh, I I I thought it was a lot of fun. Yeah, you you start getting into these you know film um, registry lists, you know. Yeah, they're on there for a reason, yeah. and so, so. Um, but yeah, so that that's what we'll do is is you know if if and when we get other um, NFRs for the subcategory, um, whatever the year we draw. If you if you can't find one in that time frame, then if it was inducted during that time frame, then mm-hmm. you, then you'll get the points. I believe an I in Scrabble is two points, so you, I'll have to double check that and add that. But you do get your points because it did contain the the time frame of, of when you did you had it. So um, you definitely got a little bit of a lead now because in the since we started with the points, I have not got one yet. So, yeah. but it is that it is a time for the ping pong balls. It is time to to draw for our next. Did I say that was a four? Puck? You, did, you okay. did say it was a four puck. Yep. Okay. Just yeah. So if you want to grab the the box of uh, ping pong balls over there, dear, and go ahead and and draw them out for me. So we got a western. I get a western again for you. You get your up your your alley. You get a musical. Okay, you've got a rated R, so I didn't realize that was a category. That's a subcategory, I think. I don't know. Hold on, hold on a second. Extras? Yeah, is that the one that you just chose from? Yeah. So for you, it's rated R. So that's a subcategory. I had to find a rated R Western? Okay. Your musical has to be a Warner Brothers musical for your subcategory. I mean, MGM is usually the classic stuff, but... Um, okay, and you, yours has to start with a Q, <laughs> which I, I do know of one, I think, off the top of my head, but I'm not sure if it's rated R. It's quick and the dead. <laughs> <laughs> That's got to be rated R, right? I don't know if it's rated R or not, but it, it's got, hopefully it falls up in the, uh, um, the year, the, the right year, because if not, I am fucked. Well, we still have that to play. Yours is an F. All right, so now the years. 1980 to 1990. That's three of them in that fucking time frame for me. Do you want me to pick another one? No, that's the luck of the draw. God damn. How far back do these go? Uh, I think the 70s. See, they need to be earlier. There, There is one. There is one. I take that back. So 1969 or earlier. Or earlier. Okay, that'll work for me. <laughs> 69 or earlier. That was the heyday. With an F, though. Okay. Here. (sighs) All right. Well, good luck. I'm raising the bullshit flag on this one. God damn. But hey, that's what the the part of our turning this into a game with movie movie reviews is going to be. So talking about movies. 
Um, so for next time, I'm going to give you your choice. Okay. So we can, because Little Mermaid just came out, we can either A, do our top 10 Disney animated movies of all time, or B, with The Flash coming out next, we can do our top 10 superhero movies of all time. Disney movies. Disney. Okay. So we're going to do our top 10 Disney animated movies. And it doesn't, it, Pixar is included in the sense Disney owns Pixar. So it can be, you know, Toy Story, Lion King, Snow White, whatever. As long as it's a cartoon from Disney, that's what we're going to do. Okay. Okay. So that's on the list. So just as a recap for me, for next time, I've got to choose a Western that starts with the letter Q from 1980 to 1990 and then to get the bonus points if any it has to be rated r for you you got the letter f it needs to be a musical from 1969 or earlier and it has to be put out by warner brothers i think you're fucking gonna find one or two or three of these things well the warner warner brothers is my so is that's the one to get the that's points the points okay because yeah that that might be hard like i said most of those early ones were mgms but yeah. we'll see but uh didn't warner brothers and mgm merge some of their catalog together i think they might have so you may have an easier choice with that one mm-hmm. um but uh, okay yeah so with that being said it's a game one of the stanley cup finals tonight at, at six o'clock our time go knights go and until next time this is big d late Beefy Beagle out. You're still here? It's over. Go home. Go.